this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Mother. I'm not good at emulating Danzig. Mother. <laughs> Tell your children not to look my way. <laughs> Tell your children not to hear my words, what to mean, what to say. <laughs> Mother! Uh, welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a very effective safe word. <laughs> that was a good one. Um uh, You've that, never seen Sisters, have you? I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your favorite wrestler, John, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena, the drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's you know pretty average, but yeah. Not that like John Cena when he shows up in those little comedic supporting roles, he's usually pretty good. Have you seen the trailer for his new movie? Uh, no. The fire, or he's a firefighter? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh my god, it looks fucking awful. <laughs> it's like the pacifist, but it's kids at a fire station. Mm-hmm. Like John Cena and uh, Keegan-Michael Key and uh, some other comedic actors are firefighters and I don't remember how it is, but there's like three kids that they have to watch at the fire station, mm. and then shenanigans ensue. <laughs> All right, that other voice you're hearing is Mr. Positivity, OVT. I have nothing but good things to say about everything. Mm. That's why they call me Mr. Positivity. Everyone. Yep. Too bad you can't wear your shirt at work, though. I know. <laughs> I have one. I bought one. It's a real bummer. That's not very positive mm-hmm. that I can't wear it at work. Uh, today we are continuing, or shall we say winding down with our horror extravaganza. We're Just getting a couple movies left. Getting towards the end, but we're not letting up on the gas with this one. No. In fact, I mean, it's one of the only... Movies that has an exclamation point in the title. It's it's true. It's very aggressive. I just read that it represents the last 30 minutes of the movie. I see. That's why it's at the end of the word, mother. <laughs> was that a fun fact? That was a fun fact. Spoilers for fun facts. <laughs> Jumping the gun. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to end our horror extravaganza next week an episode on the town that dreaded sundown unless brett watches it and thinks it's just an abomination and then we probably won't do it <laughs> but <laughs> you, you if i if you i enjoyed think, the first one the original correct the first one's all right there's a lot of very wild swings in tone because <laughs> there's a dumb deputy mm-hmm. 
who and it's all slapstick when he's on screen and then it's like a serious like documentary style murder mystery except for when he kills a person by tying a knife to a trombone and then playing it (laughs) stabs the person that's pretty classic (laughs) pretty classic and then uh jason Voorhees uh ripped off his look for uh friday the 13th part two with the overalls in the burlap sack Mm mm-hmm even if I think the uh, the movie's bad, I probably won't tell you until we start recording. <laughs> it's a, it's a sequel, but it's also a bit of a remake. It's very unique. You, it's kind of hard to explain until you've seen it. It's also very meta. Mm-hmm. So it's a unique viewing experience. Soup's meta. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But before we get into Mother, we got a promo to play. You want to introduce it? We do. It's from uh, one of my favorite podcasts. They're very funny. Is that hyperbole, or do you really think <laughs> it's one of your favorites? If you ever see me, <laughs> if you ever see me look over at me at work and I'm stifling laughter, it's probably because I'm listening to a hyperbole podcast. So. Is that what I just said? No, hyperbole, hyper hyperbole, hyperbole. It's. Yeah, so uh, we got their promo. They're, uh, they'll explain what they are, but uh, they're very funny. One of the funniest podcasts that I've discovered, so highly recommend them if, uh, if you're looking for some laughs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And they're going to play one of our promos, so I thank hope you so. in advance. I hope so. That was the deal. <laughs> <laughs> we had a deal. <laughs> So, yeah, check out their show, and uh, if they don't play our promo in the next month, because I think they record ahead. I don't know how they do the promos, but if they don't play our promo in the next few episodes, you let them know. All right. I know you don't let us know about anything, so (laughs) maybe you can let them know. Greetings, I'm Stefan. And I'm Anthony. And we're the co-hosts of Hyperbole, a comedy advice podcast. We know what it's like to have unanswered questions. And it sucks. Yeah, we know you've all asked things like, What do I call my new waffle slash crepe slash frappuccino cafe? Yeah, or should I tell my boyfriend I know he pooped the bed? Okay, so maybe you haven't asked these questions. But someone has, and we're going to make sure we answer them. Listen to Hyperbole, a comedy advice podcast anywhere your ears consume content. All right, let's get into the details here. Mother came out in 2017, directed by Darren Aronofsky, starring Jennifer Lawrence as Mother, Javier Bardem as him, Ed Harris as man, Michelle Pfeiffer as woman, Brian Gleason, younger brother, which makes sense because Domino Gleason plays the oldest son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hovan Adepo is cupbearer. Amanda Chu is damsel. Patricia Somerset as counselor. There's a bunch of just random people that don't really have. Yeah. I'd say Kristen Wiig is probably the only other one that has like a, a major role. And probably maybe Stephen McHattie as Zealot. I think he had like the scar or the tattoo on his face. Oh, is he the one rubbing ink on everybody? And maybe it's somebody else, but all I know is he's the bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> That's where I knew him from. 
Yeah, Kristen Wiig plays Harold. Not that kind of Harold. <laughs> Harald? It's it's Harold the Occupation. <laughs> not her character's name is not Harold. IMDb begs to differ. <laughs> so she's credited as it's H E R A L D, not H A R O L D. Yeah. Well, they how don't do you just, say it? They don't just go around calling her Harry. Yeah, I know. But how do you say it? Harold. Yeah. But you said it like the, she's a man named Harold. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not to say that Harold is de- necessarily a, a man's name. Mm-hmm. We don't want to gender things around here. <laughs> Especially a movie like Mother. <laughs> uh, synopsis. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. It's as simple as that. It's all surface. You don't have to dig any deeper than that. This is a straight-up movie, one like countless others you've seen in your life. It's a real rom-com. I don't know why we're doing it in the horror month. Or a breakdown of it, even. This <laughs> be a leftover. This movie's awesome, though. I fucking love it. Yeah, I love Darren Aronofsky, and uh, this is a terrific film, I think, but it's, I think I enjoy it the least out of all of his films, every one of them. I like, I enjoy this one the least. I'm trying to think uh, what other movies of his I've seen. Requiem for a Dream, seen that The Wrestler, one. which is one this of your de- non-favorites. <laughs> this is better than The Wrestler. <laughs> um, uh, the Fountain. He did Black Swan, right? Yeah, Black Swan and Noah. I've not seen The Fountain. I've been meaning to watch The Fountain. Yeah. Oh, he did Pie. Yep. I haven't seen that one either. Noah. I can't believe he did Noah. For an atheist, he certainly likes to That's probably know, why spread his wings in the religious category nowadays. That's probably why everybody hated Noah, because it's like the religious people are the ones going to see it, and he probably... <laughs> It's like, fuck that shit. I'm not going off the Bible. Yeah. I know. I guess I might I might have to retract my statement. I have Noah. I've watched it once. Yeah. I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't like my favorite at the time. It was just like, that was interesting. Kind of have to see, watch it again to maybe yeah. fully grasp it or decide if I like it or not. I'm guessing he put a, his own uh, kind of twist on it. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people. No, it's filmed like a documentary, isn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Well, the problem. cameras there. The problem is that when the animals went on the ship, they were all they had a, a male and a female of each, and they're just going to be hanky panking all over the place. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, can't sleep in that place. You, so have, you ever see that? Ever hear a camel orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I have. Or would know any situation where I would find that out. God, I remember that because uh, what? Oh, no, yes, it was. It's a fun fact for um, a Revenge of the Nerds. There's a belching contest. Oh yeah. So it's, you know, college kids are chugging beer on stage and they're burping into a microphone. It's been a mu- uh, minute since I watched Revenge of the Nerds. Well, Booger has the burp to end all burps. Yeah. In that. You know, blows them away. Wins the competition, but I read that they used uh, a camel orgasm as the <laughs> sound clip for his burp. <laughs> wow! I think they might have mixed it a little bit, but oh my! Yeah. T M 
<laughs> I. <laughs> Too much information. Now that is a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> for that camel, maybe. <laughs> it's for me. Just that they, I find it humorous to think it's about. Probably that fucking Geico camel. Camel. Hey, guess what? I was in the Revenge of the Nerds, uh, and it's hump day! <laughs> anyway, should we get into it? Yeah. I don't have many notes. Cause <laughs> I took a lot of notes. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but One I always, of the reasons I didn't take many, but... But I always take a lot of notes, because it helps me remember what happens. Um, My first note is, girl on fire. Should we do the, the Alicia Keys or the Rob Zombie? Let's not. <laughs> She's on fire. Girls on fire. Yeah, I guess my major point was just that you can't watch this like a regular movie. You can't approach it that way. It's it's too implausible. The whole the whole film, basically. Well, you can't take it literally. Yeah, but I mean that's where I think some people kind of fell off, where they gave up. They're like, well, "This doesn't make any sense." You know that that's <laughs> such a dumb decision because they. You know, they make dumb decisions the entire movie. Right. Or at least well, the Javier. Husband, the, the Javier does. Him or he yeah. or whatever his fucking name is. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence is just kind of forced to deal with it. Like there's a, it's very allegorical, yeah. very metaphorical. But even uh, like the first time I watched it, like I had heard kind of that it was a, uh, kind of a play on biblical stories and things like that and mm. like i wasn't looking for them and uh i still really enjoyed it just to, trying to watch it at a surface level like mm. you're in there well, you, you see a lot the last half hour <laughs> right you're you're from the perspective of jennifer lawrence's character and so like you only see what she sees you only hear what she hears and it's a horror movie because she has no control over anything yeah, whatsoever, and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and then it just kind of explodes. Mm-hmm. But then you can start digging in there. You know, on this viewing, I, I was looking more for some of those yeah. metaphors. and Like, they're there. Like, if you're looking for them, you can find them. Yeah, I mean, as a fan of Aronofsky, this, is, this movie is something that I come to expect, like that type of you know, allegory and you know, yeah. plump with metaphors. But this movie is kind of marketed as, hey, this is a horror movie. You know, it's husband and wife, alone in a house, people are showing up. Right. And it's, you know, it got some critical acclaim, but you could, I believe the audience score in like Rotten Tomatoes was pretty low. It's got a, people think, I yeah. mean, I think they just, they couldn't take it. Well, they're too I don't, familiar with Aronofsky's yeah, work, I guess. I I think it's probably misplaced expectations more than yeah. anything. Um, I think I mentioned uh, the films on trial. Yeah, that's two movies in a row with misplaced expectations for it comes a night and mother, <laughs> right? Although uh, they there is a mother in here, so they did deliver <laughs> on the promise of their title. Literally, <laughs> she literally delivered a baby. <laughs> No, but I was going to say, Films on Trial uh, podcast uh, did an episode a few weeks ago on Mother where they're debating whether or not it was uh, a good movie. And uh, one of the fellows on there, 
was really adamant that it's not. And I feel like his argument was uh, basically that he hated the movie for what the uh, the filmmaker intended him to uh, feel when watching it. Because mm-hmm. he was like, all you see is what Jennifer Warren sees. There's stuff happening off screen. You don't know what it is. And it's super frustrating. And you don't... <laughs> Yeah, like it, things don't go the way you want it to go, and you you, you don't see stuff, and you know it's it's all kind of just happening too fast, and I was like, well, that's kind of the point. It's like mm-hmm. you're following the story of Jennifer Lawrence's character, and uh, yeah, the stuff that she doesn't see, or you know, is off screen. You don't see it. You hear it. You know, in the background. Yeah. And then she turns and she sees what's there and then there's something over here and people just pop up and, you know, she wants them to go away, but her husband's like, fuck that, I'll talk for both of us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to discuss shit. And, uh, yeah, that, in my opinion, was the whole intention of the filmmakers to make you feel uh, frustrated and uncomfortable, uh, which is exactly what Jennifer Warren's character goes through. Yeah. In fact, she uh, she gets sick immediately after Ed Harris shows up. I mean, I know we're going to let's jump yeah. ahead just a few minutes, but as soon as Ed Harris walks in, she's basically starts to like dry heave almost. Well, she had so, I don't, having like cramps or pains. I, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it because it's like a panic attack or a dizzy spell. Mm-hmm. And then she's got this mystery potion that she <laughs> yeah. she takes to, to calm herself down. It must be some sort of a painkiller. Right. And then they, uh, you know, pretty much every time that happens, well, maybe not every time that happens, but, like, there's also times where she's, like, up against the wall of the house and you can see the heartbeat of the house. Yeah. And it just becomes, like, blacker and weaker. Now, is that only after it's flushed down the toilet? Is that what was in the toilet? I'm not sure. I I mean, the first time I saw it, I was expecting, like, well, that's like the Antichrist or something like that. I thought maybe it was a miscarriage (laughs) or something. Yeah. But it could be. I don't know. It could be. I couldn't tell what it was. Watching it again a second time, it kind of looked like maybe the the top of a heart where maybe, like, the... It looked like some kind of... stuff was popping out. Yeah, it seemed like some kind of living thing. Mm -hmm. Because it was, like, moving. Yeah. So maybe it is. Yeah, I'm not Maybe sure. it's the heart of the old mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's start with, uh, I don't have many notes, so we're just going to get through, let's just go through your notes. Yeah. I'll, since there's a lot of them. I'll try to keep it uh, keep it uh, concise. But yeah, as we, as we stated, there's a lot of metaphors with the, uh, with the biblical stories. So the yeah. Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and also there's, Kind of also an allegory for Mother Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aronofsky himself is a big atheist and a staunch environmentalist. So that's pretty much all the background you need. And we'll give examples of this <laughs> right. as we go along. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, it starts with a uh, a girl on fire. It's almost like the Dark Phoenix, right? From <laughs> X-Men is what it looks like. I didn't see Dark Phoenix. Well, you've seen plenty of Dark Phoenixes. Well, I've seen the, Last Stand, which is also the, the Dark years, Phoenix yeah. story. So it's <laughs> it's one of those shots where it's like 
her close up of her face, there's fire all in the background, and she's just like, Rah! you know. Yep. And then, uh, and then you see uh, Javier Bardem, him. He's got uh, like a crystal, and he puts it on a little display stand, mm-hmm. and the house rejuvenates. It goes from being burnt to a crisp to a brand new house. It's out in the middle of nowhere. House is baller. Nothing That's a around. Nice it. fucking house. It's got that circular design. That's mm-hmm. different. The skylights. You didn't. You don't really see the skylights, but they mention them. Like yeah. Skylights in the center of that house. It's a uh, what. Three stories. You got the the main levels, kind of a circular, circular or octagonal type of design. Yeah. And then you go up one level, and it's his office. And then the third level is the bedroom. Yeah. Where uh, Jennifer Lawrence wakes where all up. All the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> one time. <laughs> happens one time. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, and uh, she's looking for uh, her husband. And uh, it looks like they just moved in. There's boxes everywhere. The walls are half painted. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? This shit just rejuvenated. I'm looking to see something extremely literal. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you <laughs> interpreting this movie literally? But <laughs> It doesn't make sense already. And I'm going to walk out on this. <laughs> I did notice that her uh, her uh, little nightgown was see-through. As did I. And also, we didn't point out that J-Law, as she's known, yeah, <laughs> was uh, dating Aronofsky at the time this was made. That's funny, because she just got married to some other dude. Yeah. And I think she was with Aronofsky longer than this new guy. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, Aronofsky's like twice her age. Yep. Which uh, some people point out as a parallel between the characters in the story <laughs> and the uh literal actor director <laughs> he was probably consoling her after every scene because you know there's no way she's gonna fall in love with javier bardem after what a fucking <laughs> asshole he was to her throughout the movie all the light people the sound people there's all these people make them leave i don't want them to <laughs> i gotta make a fucking movie <laughs> I have to create. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then, uh, yeah, she finally, uh, uh, him, sneaks up on her. And he's like, I got no ideas. Because he's a writer. <laughs> and he has no ideas. He needs to write in jack shit. He's a uh, poet, apparently. Yep. Yeah. We get the, uh, the first uh, beating heart in the walls. And it's pretty healthy at that point. And... Uh, you know, she's painting. She's trying to find the right color for her wall. And uh, suddenly there's a knock at the door. And it's Ed fucking Harris. Mm-hmm. Orthopedic surgeon. New to the area. Thinks it's a bed and breakfast. Yeah, because you can't hear what they're talking about as Jennifer Lawrence's his mother is listening in. Yeah. And it's like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And she comes down, and you know he's inviting him in, and he's like, well, he's a doctor. <laughs> well, you just let him in. He said he's a doctor, so. <laughs> and at one point, she takes uh, him to the side, uh, and she goes, "We don't even know this guy." He's like, "Oh, he's fine. He's uh, he's a good people. He's come all this way. <laughs> we can't turn him away now." <laughs> and uh, 
he does point out, uh, Anna Harris does point out the age difference. He's like, wife? thought that was your daughter. And if people aren't on board with the setting, well, they're in for a rude awakening because we don't leave the setting the entire film. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> There's nowhere to that go. That 911 operator begs to differ. There's not Where the a- hell was she? There's not even, uh, there's no roads, there's no driveway. It's all uh, encapsulated in, like, forest and tall grass. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she has her first uh, dizzy spell pretty quick, and it's mainly because fucking Javier Bardem just asked Ed Harris to stay the night, and they're going to, she's going to make him some tea, and while she's making tea, they start pouring out the liquor. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to smoke in the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's constantly trying to smoke in the house. <laughs> oh man, the good little story about how uh, Javier lost everything in the fire. Oh, he was explaining the crystal, right? So they're up yep. in his office. And Harris asked, he acts surprised that he's like, "Oh, you got so many copies of this book? Uh, why?" And he's like, "Well, I wrote it." No way. <laughs> and then he sees the crystal. You get the little story about how that was the only thing left in the ash. Gave him the strength to to start over. So it's the first night there. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence, what, she wakes up and she's alone in the bed? Is that what happens? I think so. I think she wakes up alone every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still the middle of the night, so yeah. she's going around to look. And... Uh, She's hearing noises from one of the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And she opens the door, and it's the doctor hunched over the toilet, heaving his guts out. Mm-hmm. And there's him standing over. And he quickly covers up Ed Harris because there's a big wound in his side. Now, what is that wound from, Brett? That. That. Well, we haven't even met Eve yet, so... If I have to guess, that would be Adam's rib. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, God took Adam's rib and he made himself a woman. Yeah. Guess who shows up the next day? Ed Harris's wife. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Indeed. Didn't even know you were married. Did you know he was married? <laughs> oh, yes. He told me about his wife. <laughs> Oh, man. So Eve pops in. Eve. I'm going to just go call, call her Eve. Yeah. Well, uh, when the sons show up, I was I was just going to say when Cain and Abel show up. Yeah. So. so, yeah, she pops in. Jennifer Lawrence is making breakfast. And she was talking to, to Javier while he's taking a piss. But, <laughs> you know, is he okay? Is, uh, is the doctor okay? He's like, what are you talking about? Like, he pretends like nothing happened the night before. Even he though the guy was his head out while he's pissing, like, oh yeah, he, he's fine, he's okay. <laughs> Even he was clearly fucking dying. <laughs> and then Ed Harris comes out to, ta- to have a cigarette, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, I've never felt better. Feel- Don't worry, I'm taking this outside. Just need a light. <laughs> she goes and lights it on the stove. Right. And when uh, you know why though? Is it didn't Jennifer Lawrence already kind of chuck his lighter behind the desk? That's right. We kind of why he doesn't have that. a lighter. Which, Jennifer Lawrence loves to lose people's shit in this house. She's real passive aggressive. <laughs> she's bringing the linens upstairs, and uh, Ed Harris 
who had been caught smoking the or or what happened is he had the the ashtray with all the fucking butts in it mm-hmm. and uh he had a special little lighter and she just kind of flicked it behind the fucking end table yeah so he had to light it on the stove eve comes in what was she making eggs or something she's making something on the stove in the frying pan yeah. and it overheated an all metal frying pan started overheating and eve's like let me touch it with my bare hands, even though it's really fucking hot, mm-hmm. burns herself, drops it on the floor. I already know that she's a bad house guest. Tell that to uh, Phil Hartman. He has a different story to tell. Sinbad? Sinbad was a worse house guest. Oh, I thought we were talking about Michelle Pfeiffer still. <laughs> like, what the hell did Michelle Pfeiffer do to him? <laughs> she was the... Worst ha- or one of the worst house guests. No, I said she's a bad house okay. guest. I didn't say. Well, she's nothing in comparison to Sinbad. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't see the connection there. <laughs> oh, I thought you might have implied that she was married to Phil Hartman at one time, and I'm like, I didn't know she was the one that shot him in the head. <laughs> nope, not quite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think we're close to our first clip because. Uh, him and Adam go take a walk in the. They go take a hike in the woods. Well, they haven't gone hiking quite yet because it's actually at the end of this clip. But they're off doing guy shit, just bonding. That's right. And uh, Eve is trying to mm, kind of bond with uh, with mother. Yeah, but not doing a great job of it. Mm-hmm. She comes in while uh, mother is. We call that uh, not spackling. It's well, she's kind of she's doing some kind of weird paint job on the on the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's like a mix of clay, maybe, and paint. Some kind of textured paint. Yeah, and she brings her some uh, very hard lemonade, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, here's the clip. Has some personal questions. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for your hospitality. Your husband has been so generous. You're welcome. Where to begin? Well, this was the hardest part. There was so much damage. The treads were gone, the railing, even the skylight. So I had to get a lot of new material, but I tried to say Isn't it a lot harder than just starting fresh? How do you mean? Well, why didn't you just build a new house? It's... It's his home. You really love him. Can I ask you a question? Why don't you want kids? Excuse me? (laughs) I saw how you reacted earlier. I know what it's like when you're just starting out and you think you have all the time in the world. And, you know, you're not going to be so young forever. Have kids. Then you'll be creating something together. That's what keeps the marriage going. This, this is all just setting. Oh, you do want them. Is it him? 
I'm sorry. Was I too forward? I do that sometimes. Every relationship has its issues, and when there's a full generation between you, I can only imagine. Is that where he works? It's private. Oh, can't you just give me a peek? He doesn't like anyone being in there without him. Wow, you really do love him. Problems in the bedroom. Eve is kind of a bitch. <laughs> kind of? Kind of. She's fucking nosy. Everyone's an asshole in here besides she's, mother. She's so nosy. Yeah, they are. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Everybody's so... They they simultaneously ignore an abuser throughout yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. They abuse her trust. They walk all over her. And, uh, yeah. They're, they're going to do some laundry. Do they do some laundry in that clip? Yeah. Okay. Well... After it, because right after that, uh, you know, she, you can't go up there while they're on the stairs is when Javier and Ed Harris come out to go take a uh, hike. Yeah. She says, we're going to do some laundry. Right. So You'll show on. me where that is. <laughs> and the, as soon as they get down there, Eve is just pulling wet clothes out of the washing machine and throwing them on the fucking floor. <laughs> what the fuck, lady? And the dirty seems to be about, you know. 200 year old cement floor yeah. in the basement. And then she. Uh, of a house that just burned down. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uh, panty shames uh, mother. <laughs> like, oh, I see the problem. And uh, yeah. Later. It even implies that Javier might be gay if he's uh, not all over her. Yeah. Because mother is so pretty. Well, he's old too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's either. Too old, or then she kind of trails off. Mm-hmm. Fit it. What are you gonna say? What are we gonna say? Say yeah. it. Well, then she's like, maybe I found the problem, and she's <laughs> showing up her granny panties. <laughs> this is the second time that mother passive aggressively throws somebody's things behind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she takes her her uh, sexy panties and uh, and throws them behind the washing machine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there we see uh, this is where the toilet clog was. Because I think uh, everyone's kind of off doing their own thing. Yeah. I think Mother had a, did she have another spell? I can't remember. No, she was, uh, she washing her hands after she did laundry or something and or cleaning up. I don't know. But yeah. she finds the, uh, the toilet is full of something. Because mm. she found a little bloody uh kleenex on the ground she tried to flush yeah and started backing up mm-hmm. there was something stuck in there either a miscarriage or a heart one of the two it was a weird look at, it could be anything shouldn't have done that he's just a boy <laughs> poor little feller if <laughs> <laughs> he prompts to drop it right now i'll get you that new okama game sphere <laughs> deal uh yeah so from there mother's looking for eve again and guess where eve is just smashing adam was that there no i no she was uh she was in the office oh yeah where uh they told her don't go by yourself and uh crash yeah because ed harris was in there too ed Ed harris is the one who dropped it adam that yeah, because Eve's like, hey, let's play with this crystal thing. 
It's all cool. Let's play with this forbidden fruit. You know how uh, Eve, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> oh, I can't think of the word. She basically screwed over Adam. and Influenced uh, him negatively? Persuaded a, him? To, there's a word for that. I just can't think of it right now. To break <clears throat> God's rule of yeah, yeah, not touching the crystal or going in the office at all. Right. So once he breaks it, God comes in and he's super pissed. (laughs) He's so mad. So mad. I've never seen him so mad. He's been cool and even keeled uh, up to that point. And he kicks everybody out. Get the fuck out of my office. Shuts her down and starts boarding it up. (laughs) Just fucking. No longer allowed in Eden. You don't even know that it's there. He's just like. Puts boards across it. So, yeah. So, that's Adam and Eve getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden, like you said. Uh, And this is, uh, after that is where uh, Mother hears some strange noise coming from. No, she's going to kick them out, right? And instead of doing whatever you'd think they'd be doing, they're fucking. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Shell Pfeiffer's still looking good. Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> fucking indignant. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you doing here? What do you want? <laughs> Why do you out of this fucking house? Yeah, so uh, mother tries to kick him out. Well, she kind of just, uh, she doesn't ask him to leave then. She has him to leave before and like after, but... When she sees her, I think, in the bra, right. she's like, what do you want? And I think she's like, nothing. And she closes she the like door and her face. Up, yeah. But she's trying to convince uh, her husband that they need to go. Except for instead of getting them out, the fucking son shows up. Yeah. The, uh, the, the younger son, who they didn't want. <laughs> they made that clear. Ed Harris says... There's the older one. That's my son. The younger one, that's hers. I didn't want to get any clips from there because there's so many people talking at the same time, and you're like you 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 catch most of it, but everyone's just yelling at each other, and it's yeah. just fucking annoying. It's a huge family dispute. They uh, Adam's dying, mm-hmm. and he rewrote his will so that his money would go in a trust, and then everybody is a trustee, and they have to decide what happens with the money before it goes out. And youngest son is not happy because mm. he wants that fucking money. And it gets physical with him and his brother. Yeah, where did he grab that rock? It was a... Yeah, I forget what he killed him with. It was a rock or maybe it was a, a gem of some sort that was like a decoration. On a yeah, coffee he, table and table. Yeah, that's what it was. It was in like the guest bedroom. Or yeah, one of the guest bedrooms. Because in the Bible, it was a rock that he killed him with. Old Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they got to they gotta take the older son to the hospital. So everybody leaves. Mother. <laughs> yeah, even... <laughs> they all, yeah, well... They all leave mother alone. The murderer just kind of sneaks out the back. Yeah, he runs away. Everybody else is just like, we'll be back. 
I'm just gonna leave you behind with the murderer around the house. <laughs> we don't know where he is. You just you know, don't worry about it. And she cleans up the the, the murder scene. Except for, <laughs> <laughs> except for there's one spot of blood that she can't clean up, and it's soaked through to the point where there's a hole in the floor. And that leads down to the basement. There's a hole in the floor. There's a hole in the floor. And, uh, yeah, so she goes, checks it down, or checks the basement, and there's a fucking secret tunnel down there. Mm-hmm. They don't really explore that, really. <laughs> yeah, they kind of don't. <laughs> Doesn't really. There's some animals down there, but that's about it. I don't know what this is. I wrote, someone broke in, cut up. Hand of man's face, it's Sun 2. I have no idea what that means. Sun 2 came back. Because Jennifer Lawrence is out yeah. looking for everybody. He pretty much just grabbed his wallet. Yeah, and then he leaves. And then left again. And I he think got, he grabbed Adam's wallet. And he, uh, well, he looks at Jennifer Lawrence and says, uh, God, what does he do? have written down what he says? He says something like, they're using you or. I didn't write that down. But he's not happy. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's the victim. Yep. But he's not, really. He's the murderer. <laughs> yeah. The father always loved the other son more. That's true. And that, that is abundantly clear. <laughs> but uh, finally, in the middle of the fucking night, they, uh, the adults return, if you could say that. Him, Adam, and Eve return with a whole bunch of other people, and they're going to have a little bit of a wake. Yep. And then drink in all night long. Have a good old time. Come to this house, we're drinking all night, never sleeping. Yeah, (laughs) and that's pretty much where it starts. Because there's more and more people coming. You want to tell the folks at home what that's from? Oh, it's that's, a bit obscure. Is it, though? Yeah, it's, it is. It's from Tommy. Mm-hmm. From the who? The movie. Movie slash an album coincided or kind of kind of released at the same time, right? Well, Soundtrack it's, for the it's film. based on an album. Okay. A rock opera. That's what that's from. A lot of stars in it. But, uh, yeah. Oliver Reed, Jack Nicholson. Oliver Reed's the best in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I read that for Oliver Reed's uh, songs, because it's a musical. It's it's a rock opera, so they sing throughout. They said they had to record his songs one line at a time. <clears throat> one line at a time because he couldn't sing more than that. <laughs> I'm sure. He also yells in a little boy's face a couple times. <laughs> He's probably drunk. Yes, he was. Oliver Reed was a very famous drunk. His character was drinking, too. So Legendary stories about his drinking. His, his character was drinking, too, so it was probably a method type thing. So, yeah, they, uh, they make Mother give a toast mm-hmm. about this guy that she just met. Didn't even meet. She watched him get murdered. <laughs> Earlier that day. And then they get all pissed at her, and then she's got to go 
to the kitchen and check stuff. And every time she comes back in the room, there's more people there. And then she's... And the counter is not braced yet. <laughs> the sink, I should say. The, the vanity. The sink is not raised. Get off the sink. Everybody wants to sit on the sink. <laughs> oh, wow. A lot of disobeying going on in this movie. Yeah. And so, you know, the house is full. There's people sneaking into the bedroom. And Mother's just like, this is my house. Get the fuck out of here. There's people painting. People <laughs> <laughs> Stop painting. At least we Stop could do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she has another spell, takes some more potion. Uh, there's people everywhere, painting, drinking, making a mess. So I thought that was uh, emblematic of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Is what it, I would guess yep. that was. Yep, we got, a, got some good evidence there. And uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was one hell of a party. Let me tell you. And guess what happened because of Sodom and Gomorrah? It's a little bit of a flood. <laughs> Just a bit. Like when the sink broke mm-hmm. and flooded the kitchen and everybody left. Yep. And that uh, I, I believe that leads into our next clip. Yeah. Between uh, him and her, <laughs> him and mother. They're gone. Come, let's go to bed. You don't need to do that. Do what? Clean up their mess? We did a good thing. They needed a place to celebrate life. They needed tonight. What about what I needed? A boy died here today. I mopped up his blood. And you abandoned me. No, no, I didn't abandon you. They just lost the son. They lost, well, two sons. I was helping them. This is not about us. It's about them. No! It's not about them. It's about you. It's always about you and your work. You think that's going to help you, right? Nothing does. I rebuilt this entire house, wall to wall. You haven't written a word. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't write. I can't think. All I'm trying to do is bring life into this house. Open the door to new people, new ideas. You think you can breathe? I'm the one who's suffocating here. Why do you pretend that nothing is wrong? Everything will be all right. Everything will be good. You'll be fine. You know what? Life doesn't always work out the way you want it to. You're right. Mine certainly didn't. Excuse me? You talk about wanting kids, but you can't even fuck me. gets a little rapey and then she gets uh and then she, she acts, acquiesces then she seems kind of into it and then the next morning she says i'm pregnant it's like a scene from every james bond movie from the early 60s to about mid 70s starts out a little reluctant and then uh just kind of goes with the flow so she's uh she's pregnant uh and uh him is uh suddenly inspired Fired with ideas to write. And then we get so much so that he can't even put on any underwear. He's just gotta go. <laughs> he can't and he doesn't stop. He just not stop writing. Just I'm surprised how often in this film people are barefoot everywhere. Especially uh mother will go down to the basement 
Yeah. There's just, like, there's got to be just shit all over the basement. Yeah, who knows? Walking around on, on her bare feet. And then she's barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that she is. In the kitchen, even. <laughs> but uh, I was going to mention, she flushes the rest of her little sparkly potion. Don't see that again. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder, because they don't really explain what that is or why she's taking it or why she doesn't why she gets rid of it when she's pregnant. Yeah, it's basically one of the three things I still don't get. That, a tunnel in the basement, and whatever the fuck it was in the toilet. Yeah. But uh kinda jumps ahead nine months and uh she's super pregnant and his And super barefoot. <laughs> and his uh his writing has been published they sold every copy in one day. I assume that's the Old Testament. I assume he wrote about all the stuff with Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. and that's the uh, the book that he put. Well, out. could have been um, the New Testament actually, because he had already had one book that people loved, and so the New Testament. He was inspired ever since he found out that she was pregnant, so maybe he could think about his son. You know, I don't know. So he's writing about the future. Yeah. He sees all. <laughs> it's a poem. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I figured it was the Maybe old. Maybe he was writing the uh, the Mormon uh, Testament. I figured it was the Old Testament, and then everybody starts worshiping him. And then when his baby is born, they become Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm perfectly fine with either interpretation. If you want to say he's writing the Old Testament, fine, but then he doesn't actually write the new testament they just new testament just happens right you know before his eyes you know but i guess uh, it could just represent the bible as a whole true because my thinking is like he's writing about what already happened so the old testament was written after it happened and then the new testament is happening within the span of the movie and then i don't know i guess he doesn't get around to writing it right (laughs) so uh, maybe it's just the like you said it could be just the bible as a whole but uh, pretty popular because they're going to have a fancy dinner, but there's some fans at the door. <laughs> there's more at the door. 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 There's more. That pretty much sums up the rest of the movie. <laughs> Until she gives birth. Yeah, Tommy works twice in this film. Tommy is another film about a uh, a Jesus type figure, a uh, would be Messiah. I do want to take a quick minute to uh, point out the parallels between Mother and a film you watched a couple weeks ago, Antichrist. Yeah. In which man and woman <laughs> don't have a name are off by themselves. In a place called Eden. Right. In that Charlie Gainsbourg's character somewhat um, represents Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And that there is uh, throngs of people at the end of the film that are approaching the house. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of women. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're going to the house. Could have just True. Could just be going after Willem Dafoe. But <laughs> there are some uh, big similarities here, especially. Uh, there are. I, I think uh, 
definitely the mother characters are uh it's handled differently they're yeah as, <laughs> as far as how they the uh the personality wise how they sure the Gainsburg is a little more assertive <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit uh whereas in this one Jennifer Lawrence tends to be more of a doormat yeah um yeah so you just get you know frantic from here man there's you know there's a huge crowd in there and then the crowd just gives bigger and bigger they set up a table for pictures and autographs mother basically feels jealous and abandoned there's a lady and a boy break in to use the bathroom and then everybody has to pee which was weird finds out there's a long line like (laughs) She walks the kid in there, basically, and the mother, yeah. and then she looks over, and it's a double doorway-type yeah. bathroom. There's just a huge fucking line. Right. And everybody's going to go. <laughs> and then uh, the blood stain that... Nobody locks the doors in this house. <laughs> you think she would have learned by now. She does at one point, but that, it doesn't help. Yeah. But uh, they're all taking pictures of that blood stain in the floor. Mm-hmm. They're all stealing stuff because... Uh, he says to share. The poet says it's everyone's house. <laughs> he says to share, and uh, you could say that that might support his writing being the Old Testament because people already know about the blood spot. Yeah. So it'd be something that he wrote about, and then uh, people be like, "Oh, there's you know there's the there's the spot." Is somebody says says something like, "Oh, it's it's wonder, it's gorgeous, or yeah, it's amazing, or something." They're all taking pictures with it, but yeah, and then could have uh, been, I guess, from his first book, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, and so they they basically start ransacking the house. Everyone's got to get something. They want souvenirs. And Jennifer Lawrence is like, "That's my stuff. This is my house. What are you doing?" And they're like, "He said to share. He said to share." God's like, "They're just things that can be replaced." Right. <laughs> he's so nonchalant with it. Like he's so. She spent about a year building the rebuilding this house. Right. As a pregnant woman. And uh yeah. And he's so uh he he's so um just enthralled with the attention. Like he just loves the attention. Mm-hmm. Like everything's about him and he couldn't care about anything else because everybody loves him. He's like don't bother with that stuff. We'll replace it. Like you said, it's just things. People are just, uh, they start worshiping him. And you see people coming from all directions with their little lanterns. We get a shot of the, the house's heart. Yeah, nobody's showing up in a car. No, they're all see walking. a car even when they say, we're uh, take the car and go to the hospital. And then uh, there's one guy. So... The poet is... Has she called 911 yet? I can't remember if that happened <laughs> or not. But yeah, at one point she calls 911 and uh, somebody takes the fucking phone. Well, first the lady <laughs> just hangs up the phone for her and then starts dialing a new number. <laughs> like, you're supposed to share. And then the, uh, I think it might have been the guy with the uh, tattoo comes in and goes, yeah, share. And then he just breaks it off the wall. Maybe it was a random person, but he no. breaks it off the wall and then just takes the phone. No, I don't. So the guy with the tattoo, I don't think it was a tattoo because there was, 
he was uh, him was signing autographs, and he got ink on his finger, and he touched the guy's face, and he smeared ink on his face, and then that guy became like the the new pope. Like he was the priest because he was baptizing people and he mm. was smearing ink on everybody's face. Yep. So they could be part of the uh, the new religion. And I should clarify something. I don't want to have to make a correction next week. He isn't the main villain in Beverly Hills Cop Three. He's the surprise uh, uh, dirty cop that turns out to be kind of assisting the main villain or the main villain, but. For all intents and purposes, he's still a villain. He's a villain. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3, cinematic masterpiece by John Landis in the early 90s. Thing is a fucking train wreck of a movie. I have not seen that Don't. one. Don't. <laughs> oh, man. And then just weird shit. So there's a rave breaks out. There's people still looting. There's people painting. The police bust in and they mace him and mother. Yeah. It was pretty fucking weird. This this whole next sequence is just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Fucking insane. Uh, somebody starts shooting. There's people in cages. There's riots. Fucking Kristen Wiig is executing people. <laughs> like a fucking terrorist. They're probably critics of, of her uh, published books. <laughs> there's, there's bombs going off. There's... There's a fucking uh, war going on. There's mm. soldiers shooting at each other. Even snipers. <laughs> There's a fucking firefight. Uh, it was a firefight! <laughs> I wish I had the clip. <laughs> Maybe you could put it in post. Nah. <laughs> at one point, woman crawls over a sea of bodies. Because mm-hmm. everybody got fucking murked. Uh, John Wick leaves out the back door. <laughs> and she's nine months uh, just remember she's basically due today nine months pregnant finally she gets reunited with her husband and they they fight their way up to his office Mm -hmm. he busts the door in gets her in there and she is in labor doesn't take long either for the baby no thank god but uh Everything gets really quiet. Once the baby is born, yeah, there's a a hush falls over everything. (laughs) Over the people that are still alive. And, uh, yeah, so she's just freaking out. Did you keep the clip for this or no? Uh, Yeah, part of it. I have, uh, there's a couple different exchanges after the birth, but they're all happy-go-lucky. At first, uh, he goes to the door, and people have left gifts at the door. Right. And he comes back, and she... uh, Tells them or tells him that she wants, you know, wants him to tell everyone to leave. And obviously he's not going to do that. <laughs> he goes to the door, I guess, pretending like he's going to. And then he just picks up some more gifts and comes back. He just seems confused when he's when she says, tell them to leave. You're like, no. <laughs> what? Here it is. More gifts. Look. Look. Where are you? Pink clothes. Are they leaving? What? They they just want to see him. No. Make them go. I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. 
They adore you. They would listen to you. Why won't you? I don't want them to go. his mother she knows what happens when he takes that baby <laughs> yeah and uh so she holds on to the baby for as long as she can they have a staring contest for it's, for a few hours it's uh pretty tense because he just sits there and he stares at her and she had already seen no country for old men so she was scared <laughs> shitless <laughs> call it <laughs> he's he's more intense in this scene than at any time in No Country Old for Old Men, I would say. Just not without at her. not without that haircut. He needs that haircut. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> Even with the haircut, he seemed pretty balanced and calm. <laughs> if you want to call it that. And then finally she gets one of those close my eyes for a second deal and the baby is being held up outside of the office uh, for the crowd to see almost like uh in Lion King, right? You know, compare it to the Lion King, holds yeah. the baby up. And then the baby goes crowd surfing as mm-hmm. it's peeing on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anointing everyone. There's a lot of urine in this. Uh and mother is appalled. She's like, "What are you doing? Give me my baby back." And uh yeah, so she gets down to the bottom of the stairs and, uh, yeah, they had the Eucharist. They had, uh, what the fuck's it called when they eat the Eucharist? <laughs> I haven't been to church in a long time. Have a little communion? Communion! <laughs> That's what it is. They had a little communion, they eat the, the Eucharist, the body of Christ. Mm. Drink the blood. <laughs> Yeah, that dead baby carcass was something else. Javier's like, let's go make another one. <laughs> oh, they don't know what they're doing. It happens. They said they're sorry. Here, listen. They're crying. And uh, some mother starts fucking murdering everybody. She's had enough. <laughs> Till she gets fucking uh, punched in the face and ganged up on by everybody. They're just beating the shit out of her. And uh, God finally saves the day. We have to find a way to forgive them. (laughs) He says we have to find a way to forgive them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the the house's heart shrivels and dies. And uh, mother fucking burns this shit down. So throughout the movie, like every time she has one of them spells, it's like an earthquake almost. Mm Mm-hmm. And now she's she's done. She's had enough. Just one loud scream just tears the whole fucking shit down. Well, she sets it on fire with that. Uh, she springs that leak in the basement, the oil drum. Right. Before that, though, she, like, screams yeah. and the, the fucking house tears apart. And then... Uh, Good thing that lighter was there. The pant I was pissed off about that. The panties don't come back. 
the lighter does. The lighter is useful later in the movie. We don't see those panties again. I like to, before she burns the house down, she goes, you only loved me for how much I loved you, which is kind of true because yeah. he was so selfish mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. And then, uh, so everybody, just huge explosion. We're yep. kind of back where we started uh, with the girl on fire. And uh, we get a little closing moment as Jennifer Lawrence goes to her deathbed. All right, here is our final clip. What are you? Me. I am I. You. You were home. the beginning started all over again the brand new uh, mother <laughs> so it kind of is Waking circular up to a lonely bed it's kind of circular right because that's how we started we had a different woman freaking out and burning everything down and then we wake up with jennifer lawrence and then at the end of this movie he's taking the crystal he, he pulls her heart out of her chest and then she he opens it up and it's a crystal yep and then we get, you know, brand new start with another attempt at it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's take this shit literally. <laughs> it's a bit of a fantasy and sci-fi, I would say. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get into fun facts? Because some of the fun facts involve symbolism and allegory and whatnot. But if there's more you want to talk about. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um we already brought up a bunch of them, but... Yeah, we probably covered everything as far as the movie goes. Okay. I still think it's fantastic. Anybody who says otherwise, I'm like, what movie are you watching? I can't remember, but I think at the time when I reviewed it on the show, I gave it a soonish. Um, I think I gave it a soonish, too. I, I would stick with that. It's for, definitely a movie I appreciate more than I enjoy. It doesn't mean it's not a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I. it's fantastic. I would encourage anybody to see it. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. The end credits are all being simultaneously written as they scroll down. 
And as Javier Bardem's poet character is supposed to represent a creator, God, this implies that he is still creating even as the movie ends. Mm. Here's a fun fact. Uh, There's no musical score in the film, and not a single bit of music appears in the film whatsoever until the end credits, where the end of the world plays covered by singer Patti Smith. Uh, There's a small piece of music being played in background before the chaos scene. So that's contradictory. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of these trivia nuggets that are just Aronofsky- Explaining to people at Q and A is that yeah, him as God and yeah, she represents Mother Earth and everyone's a biblical character and mm. so we can skip most of those. But here's a fun fact: uh, the poster is a replica of uh, the Rosemary's Baby poster mm. by that convicted rapist pedophile Roman Polanski. Here's another fun fact: Do you know that the Golden Raspberry Awards? nominated Jennifer Lawrence for Worst Actress, Javier Bardem for Worst Actor, and Darren Aronofsky for Worst Director for this movie. Really? What the fuck? (laughs) Ed Harris's lighter, so Adam's lighter, which appears throughout the film, bears the uh, Wendehorn, a symbol believed to represent the cooperation between nature's eternal laws working in effect and in accordance with each other. The same lighter is what Mother uses to destroy the house with the oil tank and kill everyone inside. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer admitted not understanding the script the first time she read it, describing it as esoteric. However, the actress committed to the project after becoming excited by the character she would be playing. Which is a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence got so much into her character that during the climactic scenes, she started hyperventilating and even cracked a rib. Should have gave it to Ed Harris. <laughs> he could have used one. Here's another fun fact. Says it was Jennifer Lawrence's idea to have her character be barefoot throughout the film to emphasize her character's connection to the house. All right, I think that about does it. Anything else you want to add? Go check it out if you got the chance. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, don't take it so fucking literal. Yeah. And I assume if you're listening to us, you'll, you don't do that. But At this point, I hope you've already seen it. But, you know, just know that, yeah, you're supposed to feel how uncomfortable Mother's character is throughout the whole movie. That's the, that's the point. That's why it's a horror movie. Indeed. We hope you've enjoyed this horror extravaganza and also enjoy the ending of it next week. Mm-hmm. With the town, the dreaded sundown. Uh, we'll probably do a recently seen episode the week after that. And we might take a bit of a break or just have less episodes in November. But uh, yeah, we're gearing up for what we're going to do over the winter. We haven't decided yet, but we will have a a special episode 200 as that is rapidly approaching. Also have a special guest for episode 200. Oh, yes. Big announcement. Indeed. But in the meantime, Brad, why don't you tell the folks at home how they can help support the show? You can go to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM watch this movie. 
and uh, use the promo code HORROR through the end of October to get 10% off your order. Pick up some cool WTM merchandise. There you go. Um, also, what would be a great help is if you could rate and review on basically any podcast platform you listen to us on. It would be much appreciated. Subscribe. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at positivelywolf1. And you can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.